Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day you've given us, another day of life, health, and strength, food, clothing, shelter, mercy, and grace. Uh, we just thank you and praise you for who you are, for what you have done, and for what you're going to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, this is another episode of Mouth Sword Ministries. Uh, we're going to do some uh, question and answer sessions again. Uh, I'm your host, Timothy Aaron, and I'm joined with Rhonda Kay. Rhonda Kay. And uh, so we're going to um, jump right into it. Um, we primarily like to discuss in time questions and marriage questions and really anything Bible related. So uh, this is uh, what I call uh, a controversial Christian discussion. So uh, with that being said, what question do you have for me first? Okay, my qu first question is, if people take the mark of the beast during the great tribulation, can they repent before the second coming of Jesus? Okay, that's a really good question. If people take the mark of the of the beast can they repent before the second coming of Jesus now I was always taught my whole life that you cannot once you take the mark of the beast it's over it's done but um, I disagree with that now um, I disagree with that because what I have found is that uh, Jesus gives us tons of end time information in the gospels in Matthew Mark Luke and John he, he's always given us clues and hints and insider information. And I found something, I believe, that tells us differently. So let's go to um, Matthew chapter 5. And in uh, verses 28 through 30. And I'm going to just go ahead and read those. Uh, Jesus is talking here. This is the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, he says... Um, well let's go to verse 27 he says ye have heard that it was said by them of old time thou shalt not commit adultery okay he says but I say unto you that whosoever looketh upon a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart okay now, here it is, verse 29. He says, and if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that have one, uh, profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that whole body should be cast into hell. Verse 30, he says, and if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. So I remember growing up, I would hear that all the time. And I was like, what? How is that supposed to be the punishment for committing adultery or for looking at a woman and lusting after her? It didn't make no sense whatsoever. But this to me is a, is a major clue about the end times. He starts off talking about physical uh, um, committing physical adultery in your heart 
you know, looking at a woman and lusting after her and, and all of that. And then he goes from talking about the physical side of adultery to the spiritual side uh, in verses uh, 29 and 30. And uh, so what he's talking about is the end times. See, when people take the mark of the beast and pledge allegiance to the Antichrist, they have committed spiritual adultery. Okay. So what Jesus is letting you know here is that if you do take the mark of the beast, you have a way out. Okay. And, um, and now if you know anything about the mark of the beast, it's going to be in two places. It's going to be in your right hand or in your forehead as revelations put it. But Jesus is letting us know more specifically, it's going to be your eyeball here. So what Jesus is telling us here is that if you take the mark of the beast during the great tribulation, you have a path for repentance. And that path is if you get the mark of the beast in your right hand, you can chop off your hand, literally chop off your hand, you know, and he goes on to say, for it is better for you to be, be missing one member of your body than for your whole body to go in the hellfire. Okay. Same thing with the, with, with the eyeball. If uh, people get a retina scan chip in during the, those days, Jesus is letting you know you can pluck out your eyeball because when he comes back, anybody that has the mark of the beast, they're going to get it. So he's letting you know, you know, you can chop off your hand or pluck out your eye and, and then there, then you can repent and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and savior. So, Hey, that might be gruesome, but like Jesus said, it's better for you to go into heaven you know, missing one hand, going to heaven, missing one eyeball, then for you to be lost forever in hellfire. So, and um, I also believe this is why Jesus tells us to um, not wait to the last minute. He's, he says he's coming like a thief in the night. We've all heard that expression. He's coming like a thief in the night. And when you think about that, you'd be like, why does he keep saying that? Why is he telling us he's coming like a thief in the night? If we save, we save. But what you're going to have is you're going to have people who are going to want to repent and get right with God who have taken the mark of the beast. And once they find out they're going to have to chop off the hand that has the chip in it or the mark of the beast on it or pluck out their eyeball, that has the chip in it or the mark of the beast in it, of course, they're not going to be so quick to want to do it. Okay. So Jesus is letting you know he's coming like a thief in the night. So people, of course, are going to try to put it off to the very last minute. Okay. And so he's letting you know, you might not want to put it off to the very last minute because once he cracks that sky and he's back, he's back and it's too late to be trying to now chop off your hand and pluck out your eye. Okay, so I hope that was insightful for somebody. But uh, of course, you know, it's it's drastic, but it's necessary. So that's my answer. I believe, yeah, you have a path of repentance, but it's not a good one. But it's better than the alternative. And the alternative is is uh, going to hell. Okay. 
Okay, my second question is, explain what Jesus meant when he said one shall be taken and the other one left. Okay, one shall be taken and the other one left. Okay, that's another good one too. Um, I think we, we, we've gotten a, a misunderstanding on this passage too. Jesus talks about this in Matthew and in Luke uh, when he's talking about the end times. And uh, I like the one in Luke. So I'm going to go to Luke, Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Verses um, 34 through 37. Okay, so. Um, Jesus is doing uh, a lot of end time discussion with his uh, disciples. And I'm just going to focus here on the last uh, four verses of uh, Luke chapter 17. Um, Jesus, Jesus says, I tell you, in that night, there shall be two men in one bed. The one shall be taken and the other shall be left. Verse 35, two women shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken and the other, other one left. Verse 36, two men shall be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. And they, the disciples said, answered and, and, and said unto him, where Lord, where shall they be taken? And he said unto them, wheresoever the body is, thither will the eagles be gathered together. So, you know, I was always taught that this was a picture of the rapture. You know, the ones that were taken were gone up to be with the Lord. And then the ones that were left were the ones that were going to be left behind for the, you know, great tribulation or whatever. But, but that's not accurate. Um, this is a picture of God's judgment. You know, both people, the one that was taken, this is, they're going to be a part of the wrath of God and the, and the ones that were left, they are also going to be part of the wrath of God. Um, and, um, so if you go down to the, the very last verse, the disciples asked, where are they going to be taken? And Jesus says, wheresoever the body is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Now, what Jesus is talking about there is uh, Revelations chapter 19. When he comes back in his second coming, the chapter teaches that uh, angels are going to call all the fowls of the air, eagles, hawks, owls, um, just all birds of the air to come to the great feast of the Lord because Jesus is about to start slaughtering folks, you know, with the sword in his mouth as, as revelations put it. And, um, so when uh, he does that, he's going to snatch people. He's going to send his angels. They're going to start snatching people. And, um, to, and, and he's going to probably bring them to designated spots. And, and these fowls are going to start eating these, these people alive while they are being slaughtered by the angels of the Lord. So this is part of uh, the judgment 
of Jesus in the second coming. And uh, so that the ones are going to be taken and then ones are going to be left behind. Now, if you notice back up in verse. Uh, verse 34, Jesus says, and I tell you in that night, there shall be two men in one bed. Okay, think about that for a minute. There should be two men in one bed. See, he's not talking about saints here. He's talking about homosexuality right here. He says, and one shall be taken and the other shall be left. So see, this is just talking about total judgment. You know, this is not about the rapture and saints. This is about the wrath of God and his judgment. Um, so I explained uh, where the ones are going to be taken, what's going to happen to them. They're going to be attacked by angels and eaten by eagles and hawks and owls and whatsoever, crows and ravens and all of these birds. And then the ones that are left, you know, why were they left behind? Okay, um, Daniel chapter 7, he gives us the answer uh, to the to the ones that are left behind. Let's go to Daniel chapter 7. Now, if you look at the 11th verse, I guess we read 11 and 12. And Daniel says, Daniel says, and I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, talking about the little horn, which he calls the Antichrist, which is the Antichrist. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. Now, in, um, in uh, Revelation chapter 19, that's what Jesus does when he comes back with the sword in his mouth. He captures alive, the Bible says, the Antichrist and the false prophet, and he casts them into the lake of fire. So, that, so Daniel's co-signing that right here. And, um, or should I say, Revelations is co-signing what Daniel said since Daniel said it first. And then um, verse 12, and then Daniel talks about the ones that are left behind, okay? Uh, one shall be taken and the other one left. So this is this is verse 12 is the ones that are left behind. He says, and concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. Okay, for a season and time. Now, when Jesus comes back in the second coming and he conquers the, the, the earth and he establishes his kingdom on the earth the bible tells us for a thousand years and we're going and the saints are going to rule and reign with christ for that thousand years now daniel's pointing out here that during that thousand years there's going to be unredeemed sinners on the earth who will be made slaves for a thousand years as well that's the season and a time the season is a thousand years and the time is one year. So, so one shall be taken and they're going to be judged immediately, slaughtered. 
uh, with the sword of Jesus's mouth and um, annihilated and some going to be eaten alive by all types of birds of the, of the air. And then uh, the ones that are left, they're going to be made slaves on the earth for a thousand years. So that's what that means. Uh, one shall be taken and the other one left. I hope that was clear. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, hope you found this uh, food, to be food for thought, uh, something to think about, something for you to, you know, uh, go over with at your local Bible study. Um, hope you are enjoying the show. If you are, you can contact us and give us, um, you know, any kind of comment or questions. You can reach us at T Aaron at Thief in the Night Ministries dot com. That's T Aaron at Thief in the Night Ministries dot com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, if you're not enjoying the show, then then, then don't, I don't want to hear from you. No, I'm just kidding. You can <laughs> you can still contact us, and we would we would. You know, just take it as constructive criticism. But anyway, we would love to hear from you either way. Um, thank you for tuning in. You know, tell family, friends, share share these uh, questions at your Bible study. And um, so that's all for now. Uh, tune in and, and look for our next episode. Thank you. Dearly Father, thank you for another day. Uh, for, you know, again, life, health, and strength. Thank you for your word. Uh, thank you for giving us an appetite and a desire for your word. Um, we don't take that for granted. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. And uh, we just ask that you watch over us, keep us from hurt, harm, and danger, and, and keep providing for us and keep doing all the wonderful, great things you are doing for us. We thank you so much, Lord, and allow this uh, ministry this podcast to be a blessing to so many people so that uh, their lives can be strengthened and so they can beat the devil and overcome the devil with us. These things we ask in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.